Hello, and welcome to Yoga Olamit, where we examine the relationship of yoga and mindfulness to people's everyday lives and experiences. I'm Dana Baxter. Today, we are talking with Sebastian Zarco from Las Vegas. Sebastian is a certified yoga teacher and works for attorneys. With a combination of veganism, straight-edge punk rock ideas, yoga, and mindfulness, mindfulness infuses many elements of Sebastian's life. Also, as a yoga teacher, Sebastian emphasizes in an awesome quote that yoga is for everybody and for everybody. And now your host, Monica Sager. Hi, Sebastian. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you got into yoga? I've been doing yoga for, I'll say, six years now, I believe. And it was just an escape, you know. Like, I was just never comfortable being the body guy at the gym, you know. Like, I, I hated, like, that culture, you know, the mentality, you know, like, like being the bro with the giant pecs and giant biceps, but also, like, wanting to be in shape, too. So, at first, yeah, it was just purely physical. Um, I got some DVDs. I'm a big wrestling fan, so uh, this one guy, probably heard of MVPCs everywhere these days, but EP Yoga, like, so I started doing those, and it wasn't, like, you know, proper yoga in a way. He marketed it as yoga-based strength training, and I enjoyed it a lot. Like, like I was surprised, and it was different because the DP guy is very loud, you know, obnoxious, brash teacher. So you know, like, he's not your super flowy poetry talking teacher. And at first, I was like, okay, like this different, and and, and I enjoyed it. Like I, and at that time as well. Um, I was running a lot too, so I was in the best shape ever I had been. And it was just cool, but at the same time, since it was DVDs, like I kind of got tired because I got to, got to a point where I knew, you know, the, the whole sequence of, 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 of each disc and whatnot. And I was just like, well, I want more. Then I downloaded the Down Dog app and and it was amazing too, because I was like, holy cow, like, there's like so much more I, I haven't done. And, and then from there, it was just, just uh, more gradual. And then I would go to uh, events here in town and, and then join the studio. <laughs> so has your practice then evolved from that strength-based yoga or has it been really about the same type of thing? Oh, no, it, it uh, evolved for sure. Like I. Yes. Even though I was in the you know best shape of my life and whatnot, but I still wanted more, and I knew deep down that that wasn't like proper yoga in a way. So I wanted to learn more. So that's when I was getting into the other aspects as well, like more spiritual, philosophical, and and, and all that. So and I'm also a big nerd, like for Sanskrit. So just learning like everything. It was probably a good challenge as well. So like I, I just took it like by storm and, and I was like, I just want to know so much more. And so yeah, like now these days I, I don't I don't try to be be the person who's doing like all the crazy inversions and binds and, and all that. Because like even though I, I probably could do it if I tried, I'd rather just stick to where where I know that I, I'm strong. That makes sense. So then, what does your daily mindfulness and yoga practice look like? Well, for mindfulness, I'll admit that I'm not the best at meditating. Like, I just can't sit still. So that's why I enjoy the practice 
like being a moving meditation because even though I'm you know, moving up, I'm still focused on what I'm doing and just being there instead of thinking just, you know, oh crap, like I have to do this like tomorrow, like, you know, my errands, groceries, you know, oil change. Like I can just be focused on just myself in a like non-selfish way. And with the non-selfishness, um, I know that you have pursuits for social justice. How does yoga and mindfulness then play into that? It helps me be more grounded in how I think and and be less reactionary. You know, when I see something online, something that could anger me, instead of just like just going on a full rant of why I'm angered, I can be able to think more calmly and more collected and then like be I guess be more eloquent and and how I write it. Has that then influenced in any way of your yoga teacher training? Do you see your practice then evolving through that? Yes for sure because something I always want in my classes is a big big sense of inclusivity. You know like a I saw this thing online like years ago and it just made so much sense like yoga is for everybody and everybody and that just you know like it just clicked because obviously you go to a studio and you see like all the, all the pretty people sometimes and you're just like wow like like will that be me one day like can that be me like should stay at home today like what the hell I really love that saying, though, that yoga is for everybody and for every body. That's really awesome. Yeah, like, I can't remember where I saw it, though. It was probably, like, like scrolling somewhere, and then I was like, holy crap, like, that, that's it. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. <laughs> um, and with these sayings, you mentioned about your love for learning Sanskrit. How does that then play back into it? Sanskrit for me is just more personal because... Yeah, like I'm a big history nerd and a big nerd in general. So for me, it's just cool knowing that because, for example, you know, side plank, Vashishtasana, like, Vashishta was a person, was a sage in ancient India. And it's just cool knowing that. And then he, he was attributed to having, having written the Agni Purana, you know, in an ancient text. And it's just kind of cool how it all just comes full circle. And it's not just like, you know, like, you know, crow, you know, like just a random animal or something, and then asana at the end. And, you know, and, and here in Vegas mainly, you know, the more fitness yoga, like I can't really get away with saying too much Sanskrit because people don't care for that really. So it, it's, you know, more personal for me for sure. And I would love to, you know, tell the, tell, each story of why everything is named as it is, but obviously I, I won't have time for that. Another personal side though to yoga, I know that you are a vegan. How does um, yoga relate to that or vice versa? I didn't go vegan because of yoga. I, I was already in the process of doing that on my own anyways and I, as I got into yoga. I was more inspired for it, you know, yeah, music and Morrissey and, you know, Mita's Murder. Would you say, though, that yoga and mindfulness contribute to a healthy lifestyle for you? For sure, yeah, because um, it was a mixture of music and 
punk rock because like um, in, in punk, there's a uh, ideology called straight edge in which you don't drink or smoke or do drugs. So uh, I was already pretty clean in a way, but I think it was just, just this weird way of like, well, you know, like, like I don't do anything basically. Like I just like stay at home, do yoga, eat broccoli, you know, but then learning more basically about yoga and, and you know, the, all the pets, you know, that they pass and, and the limbs and then like, you know, Ahimsa enters the room as well, you know, the, the idea of non-violence or no harm. So at first it was more, you know, kind of just personal, yeah, I mean, it's murder, but also it's like, you know, Ahimsa is no harm. So how can you claim to be this peaceful person or, you know, mindful as you're eating chicken, you know, like something died there. You know, it, it's not just, oh, you know, like, look at me, here I am in person lunch and then I'm, I, you know, I'm so cool and mindful and pretty and then, you know, eating chicken. Like, there's no, no, like, completeness to that. But, you know, like, at the same time, I can't just be like, well, you're a hypocrite, you know, for saying that you strive for peace, yet eat chicken and animals in general. So it's like a weird balance for sure. So like even though everybody knows that I'm vegan and, and, and straight edge, I don't try to push it anymore. You know, obviously when I was younger, I was more like, yeah, me as murder. And I was just like, eh, you know, you know, it's your plate, man, whatever. No, definitely. And in that sense, does yoga and mindfulness go beyond your mat in any other ways um, throughout your daily life? Yes, for sure. Yeah. I, it's just how everything starts and ends for me, you know? Like, I strive to be like that person I am on, on the mat at all times. Obviously, I can't be that person 24-7, but, you know, like, on the way to the mat and then after the mat, I still have that mentality going with me and it helps me stay there for a few hours afterwards and whatnot. What about within your professional life? How has practicing contributed to that? It keeps me sane. I work for attorneys and it's a very high demanding lifestyle job basically, you know, like free time is non-existent. Like uh, our office closed on March 17th of this year and we were working from home ever since. And even though we're at home, you know, we're still working our eight hours a day, but some attorneys saw it as well. They're home all day now. So I will e email them at 7 p.m. when they're having dinner saying, I need this now. And it's just like, okay, like I, I'm having dinner right now and I'm not getting paid for this. So I'm sorry, but I have to wait. And then you get this angry email in, in all caps. I told the client that that the report, you know, would get sent, you know, tomorrow morning. It's like, well, she have told me before 5 p.m. or something, like, I'm sorry. And it, it's for sure, like, helped me, like, stay sane and, like, not take it too personally. Along those lines with the pandemic, uh, how has mindfulness then changed for you? It was hard at first, you know, because obviously I stood it close as well. So I, I couldn't be there in, in, with my community, you know? So um, it was just hard. Like, I would practice at home on my own and, and it just didn't feel the same. And it was hard. And then I just stopped doing everything altogether. And like, I, I kind of let myself go for a bit. And my girlfriend, like, she goes, um, 
we would do this thing where every day, you know, like, we would do a workout video together on, on YouTube or so. So, you know, like, one day I'll pick one, and the other day she would pick something else, right? And then um, one day she picked the yoga one. And that was, like, after a month or so of just being a total potato. And then I couldn't do uh, a stretch, right, you know? And, like, I couldn't do it at all. And, and I was like, oh, crap, like, what happened to me? And then I told her, too, and she worried, too, there. She was like, are, are you okay? Like, 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 seriously, like, are you okay? I'm like, I don't know. And then just little by little, I, I picked myself back up. And I, for sure, appreciate the mindfulness now I am better. Because uh, my studio reopened in, uh, I want to say, July. You know, obviously, at a limited capacity. So at first, with it being open was hard because the one room where in a pre-COVID world you could fit like 45 people mat to mat to mat like now fits 12 people and it was impossible to get a spot so it was hard at first as well because I was thinking oh you know here's my chance to go back and like be part of that community but then I, I would look for a class oh you know like you're on the wait list and you're number 20 on the wait list so there's no way in hell that I'm getting in today so it was just a process of rebuilding myself, trusting myself again to you know, practice on my own again and just like build it back up. Did you ever dapple with virtual yoga? Yeah, uh, my studio was very proactive and launched and like an online um, service basically, like as part of the membership plan. But I tried it as well. For, week or two, but still, like, it, it, it just felt weird seeing, like, my friends on the video and my favorite teachers on, on the video and me not being there. But, like, that was part for sure of uh, what helped me up to still, like, go back up little by little. So then since you've been back, at least partially, in person, has anything changed with what you are teaching due to the pandemic and what everybody's going through? Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, obviously, all the mats are spaced out. And at first, um, our mask mandate was just for hiding the mask when you're walking around the studio or in the bathroom and whatnot, you know, the locker rooms, and you can be mask-free on the mat. But then, since the cases rose again, now it's just mask at all times on the mat, too. So it's harder now, but yeah, and uh, obviously we try to keep it. Our movements now are more limited. You know, you can't walk around the room anymore, and hands-on adjustments are obviously out of the table now. So it's more of a verbal cueing class now, for sure, instead of just you know trying to help the person. You know, like rotate more or like square more. Now just like just use your words, man. So I think that leads me to my last question then for you, Sebastian. Is there anything left that you'd like to add for our audience regarding yoga, mindfulness, your practice in general? Any chance you have, just go for it. And like, even though it's 10 minutes or a half hour class or, or you know, a full hour. I used to do karate years ago and then one of the elder students, like uh, I would say, I'll always be there for karate because one day it won't be there for you. 
and I feel that for sure a lot with yoga as well. Because obviously yoga isn't just like, you know, on the mat, but everything else. So just try to be that person you want to be on the mat, but also off the mat. Any chance you get? Awesome. Thank you so much for talking with us, Sebastian. I've really loved hearing your outlook on yoga and how it influences your life beyond just the mat. And I hope the, our audience has agreed. Thank you so much. Yeah. Again, this is Yoga Olamit. Make sure to tune back in two weeks for another edition to hear about yoga and meditation within another walk of life. Again, I'm Dana Baxter, and on behalf of Monica Sager, myself, and the Yoga Olamit staff, thank you, and we'll see you.